Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Austin Pudding Podcast. I'm Harry, your host. Feeling pretty relaxed lately. It's nice. Weather's getting nice. Yeah, feel things feel sunny. Yeah, nothing, nothing big, nothing huge, no big news to report on my end. Um, I'm going, going to shows pretty regularly, which is nice. You know, I've been uh, doing photos, uh, which is a new, you know, new thing. I, I've, you know, I've had a camera for years, but I have never really done show photography um, and been getting into it. Yeah. And liking the results so far. So I'm going to, going to keep it up. It's a great time to test out a new hobby, take it to try to take it to the next level, uh, do something more with it. Uh, anyway, this week, my guest is spring silver. They are sort of alternative industrial metal punkish sort of hard, hard to define, but that, that harder alternative rock, but, uh, they're so named because they're from Silver Spring, Maryland. But yeah, this was another one of those emails that just came through my inbox. And I really dug, really dug the tunes uh, and wanted to talk to them. And we will be hearing songs from their new album called I Could Get Used to This. And the three tracks you're going to hear are in order of their appearance on this episode. Oh, Christy, I Saw Violence and Little Prince. So yeah, uh, their album came out in back in March, so if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, go to Bandcamp and buy that shit. You can stream it on Spotify, but be be a, be a real fucking human being and, and buy some fucking music. I have an alarm every Friday reminding me to buy music on Bandcamp. You know, I buy an album or two every week, even when it's not Bandcamp Friday. Support the musicians you like, especially the smaller musicians, you know, like the pop stars don't need much more money. You know, they're going to get theirs, support the little ones. And before I forget, Spring Silver does have a show coming up in Boston. Anyway, um, while I'm, while I'm summoning the date, some good tunes that I've been listening to recently, new block party album just came out yesterday. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands and it's a pretty good album. It's not their best, but I like it a lot. I have a soft spot for everything they do. It's they've kind of, their past few albums have been more on like the, like this one's definitely more on like a harder side than like some of their early stuff. So the new push of T is <laughs> loving. Uh, it's not, it didn't just come out, but the, the weekends, uh, album from earlier this year, Don FM is one of my favorite things he's released. I'm just trying to bide some time while I bring up this email where Spring Silver told me when their show is. Oh, and so they'll be playing at O'Brien's in Alston on July 26th. And there should be some local support on that bill, though I'm not sure if that's been confirmed yet. They always got good shows at O'Brien's. It's a great place to see cool rock bands, the old rock and roll. Yeah, so it, it you know the the lineup full lineup hasn't been confirmed right now, but keep an eye out. It'll be a good show. Uh, anyway, let's get into the episode. Have a good week, y'all.
shine is divine touch by the pesticide flu that is the big So I am joined by Spring Silver this week on the podcast. Uh, welcome. Hi, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. So right before I hit record, we were talking about how our moms are both teachers. Yeah. Shout out to the underpaid teachers. Uh, what, what subject did you say your mom taught? So um, she's a French teacher. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she, she grew up between uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Belgium. So just like oh, okay. a lot of French speaking and, uh, I, uh, my sister and I went to a French immersion school in a silver spring for a little bit of elementary. But, uh, were you born in the States? Like were you born in silver spring raised there? Yeah, I was, I was, um, I was born in Tacoma park. And then, uh, at seven, my, my dad, who is, uh, also a teacher, he got a job at South Dakota state university. So he went out to like, 
Brookings, oh, wow. South Dakota. Yeah, we went to the Great Plains. That's real rural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I lived there for seven years and then I moved back for, for high school. Cool. What was it like growing up for a little bit in South Dakota? I've never been out there at all. Like, <laughs> It's interesting. It's it's very different from the East Coast and that like, um, I was talking to my friend about this, how like the East Coast is sort of a little bit of like a megalopolis from like Boston to like, I don't know, like Miami. <laughs> like, obviously there are rural places everywhere, like very much so in Maryland even, but like, if you follow the interstate, you can sort of just stay within a city or like suburbia and just like mm-hmm. never leave a sort of town or like a neighborhood or like anything like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Have you seen the image of like uh, like a, a satellite photo of the, the states, but it shows like the light pollution in like populated areas? Um, probably. I've uh, My dad actually works in like satellite imaging, so... So oh, cool. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so like from what you're just describing from Boston down to like DC, Northern Virginia, it's just one big light. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, especially like Midwest, like in South Dakota, it's like very sporadic and very faint, but just like the, that Northeastern block is just one big light. It's so, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking it's, about. Yeah, it's, it's very wild when you're in the Midwest or the great plains. Like I was you, when you leave a town, you like actually leave a town and it's like mm-hmm. farmland or like, you know, prairie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so if at all, but do those two kind of places like just outside of DC and then very rural uh, Midwest, does that inform sort of the music you make at all? Um, I think it probably informs my perspective on stuff just because I've had like these kind of like dueling experiences on like sort of America and just like sort of living in America and like having that has sort of, I don't know, it, 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 it definitely has had an effect on how I view like where the, the idea of being from someplace, you know, and the idea of like sort mm-hmm. of identity tied to, um, and you know, how, how that stuff is informed by like, you know, like you know, social stuff and like class stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could, I could definitely like hear some, uh, when I was listening to, uh, all right. So I'm really bad with, with album and song titles. So I keep Spotify open, uh, the natural world. So natural world is your first full length from 2019. So I was listening to that a lot and I could, Definitely hear like a little bit of like the DC hardcore in that a little bit. Like sometimes was reminded of like Fugazi a bit and like some nineties punk stuff. Yeah. But so, I mean, you have described your own music as queer core or they, them core, which is great. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it is very, there is, I like, there is like a, a good mix of different, genres i feel like at times i felt like it, there was a lot of very soulful and r&b elements just sort of fit, like played through like heavier instrumentation and sounds word there's 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 definitely a lot of i'm sure on this new album but uh definitely on the natural world uh there's a lot of 90s sort of post hardcore stuff and um i don't i think once i moved back here when i was in high school i got more into into that sort of local scene and like the sort of history associated with that, especially like nineties, nineties onward. But I feel like grow, growing up there, my, my dad was really into a lot of just like nineties rock music, like grunge and stuff. 
And a lot of that stuff is very much informed or like sort of in conversation with Discord record stuff. And like, I don't know, like stuff um, like sort of post hardcore that's on the West Coast and that sort of thing. So I feel like those things are kind of being melded, especially like sort of the, the progressive elements, the sort of progressive rock elements that uh, sort of show up and, and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up listening to a lot of like, like that. And then I, I mean, just a lot of different music, like soul and disco. And I, I feel like um, there's, I'm definitely trying to balance that on the first album as well as on, as on uh, this, this new album, the new album, which is uh, I could get used to this. Right. Yeah. And that comes out in two days. Yeah. Two days. <laughs> uh, so March 4th, uh, this interview probably won't be out by then, but might be a nice way in like a couple weeks to like, hopefully get some some people circling back. So I imagine that this was sort of written and recorded in the past like two years, uh, you know, during during the pandemic. So like, how has that sort of like pushed you in a in a new direction from the first album? So the the recording process was actually pretty similar to the first album and that a lot of it was just like recorded at my parents' house over like a few years, just kind of like coming back to like the like logic pro x project and recording new stuff mm-hmm. or going through demos and fleshing them out but um the intent i think was to make something more urgent simply because i you know when you, I, I i kind of had that feeling within me being in isolation that i needed to have this as a form of communication with people uh, as opposed to you know there being sort of a compromise like social you know, so just socializing, being in a compromised state, basically, because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like the the intent was the bigger change than the actual um, production process, which was basically me recording it in my in like various rooms at my parent parents' place, and then um, <laughs> mixing, doing some recording, and uh, doing the mixing with my friend Anant, who we 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 mixed this album same as last one. So yeah. Oh, nice. It did. It did feel because um, I think I was reading like in one of your emails, you mentioned that it's like this new album is the songs sound a little more cohesive. Even though I like, I definitely didn't feel like anything on the first album felt wildly out of place or anything like that. But I think I could hear that a, a little bit just from the from the three singles that are out so far, which are Little Prince, Fetch, and I Saw Violence. Yeah. Um... I think I think the first album's quite cohesive, but um, I guess it does a lot of meandering, which I like, but is also definitely uh, maybe a little bit of a, a a hurdle you could say for some people, for for better or for worse. Like the first album is basically like eleven tracks. There's like an uh, an interlude track, right? It's just it's just like twelve in all, but it's. And the new album is 10 songs, but the the first album is basically twice as long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like it's, 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 it's basically an hour versus how, how long is the, the new one? It's, it's probably like 30, it's 30 something. But uh, yeah, so I, I was trying to, um, if not make something more cohesive or at least as, uh, equally cohesive, something that was more, I guess, condensed. Just like tighter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I know there's a lot of, uh, I've heard from a lot of people, like when I say I heard, I've heard from them, it's like takes I've seen on Twitter is what I mean. <laughs> but uh, 
there's a lot of like shorter albums coming out in recent years and i know some people are big fans of that just you know yeah like daytona <laughs> yeah yeah daytona is one um the newest vince staples was was comes to mind there's like a bunch of kanye ones that have come out but yeah um no i i, I dig it like if the, if that's all the time you need to like say what you want to say then i feel like you know why waste extra time not that it's a waste i don't know i like long albums too <laughs> yeah i i've always been kind of averse to when, when i was little i was like it, an album can't be below 40 minutes that was kind of my thing which is which yeah, is like that's an ep <laughs> yeah which is kind of funny because one of my earliest experiences musical experiences that i can remember it was like really enjoying it was probably when it came out the the green album by weezer which is like 29 minutes or something Ooh, <laughs> you don't hear a lot of people shouting out the green album oh it's great <laughs> i think i think it's great i think maladroit's great i like maladroit a lot yeah, i think my my hot take my uh hot twitter take is that maladroit's better than pinkerton i you know what as soon as you said hot take i was like I please let them say this because like <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Let it be, let it be known. Uh, yeah. Maladroit is superior to Pinkerton. Truth. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to hear Rivers Cuomo, like lust after teenage Asian girls for like 40 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer. And yeah, I don't know. There's, there, there's, there are some other songs. On, I don't want to, we don't have to get it. <laughs> but Maladroit, they're both produced by Rivers and his production is way better on Maladroit. I mean, I like the production on yeah. Pinkerton. It's cool, but you know, <laughs> I think Maladroit has their coolest guitar sounds. Yeah, it has really, it has really good production overall, and it has like some emotional stuff, and then it has like some hard rock, rock and stuff. I don't know. It's it's like yeah. you get a little bit of everything. All right. Yeah. No, I I got a. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've listened to Weezer and Jay. That's not true. Actually, I put on the first half of the Blue album yesterday, but I was on the train, <laughs> so it's like. It's just really background anyway. <laughs> but yeah, now I got to listen to Maladroit soon. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Oh, um, so when I was looking into you, I noticed you do have like a slight Boston connection because you've worked with Sadie before. Yeah. And historically, like Austin Pudding loves Speedy Ortiz. Yeah. Speedy Ortiz is like super dope and so is a sadie solar project i i met her through um mr goblin sam rosenberg um has like two inch astronaut and, like mr goblin have been like a a big part of my life and a big part of like the uh the dc music scene and um mm -hmm. when we uh I, I went on tour on bass with mr goblin and i met, met sadie and then later on we all got to hang out a bunch because um Sadie joined Mr. Goblin for a uh, for a like an East Coast like weekender tour. Me, uh, Sam, Leia from Brenda, and then Sadie. So uh, yeah, we hit it off, and then uh, yeah, we've just been hanging out, being friends, all that stuff. Nice. You've collabed a few times because I know you did a song together. Again, have to look up all the names of things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she she does vocals on Plead Insanity. Which uh, there's going to be a also feed Barty's strange. Yeah, they, they do. It's this a pretty like cool a... trio. You get, <laughs> yeah, it's <yeah>. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Uh, they they do a 
this cool like two part uh, vocal harmony thing on the on the bridge of Plead Insanity, and uh, that's that's already out. But there's going to be a uh, like a, a newer version, a, like sort of variation version on that on the album, which is which is cool. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like when getting like two official alternate versions. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that too, for sure. Yeah, honestly, I don't think you hear that enough anymore. I guess not. I yeah, I don't know. I know people release demos and stuff, but it's not really the same. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people now will like the big thing is uploading like voice memos huh. to various social media channels. Like like they screen record a voice memo so you can see that it's a voice memo. And it, but it's like really they just were like doing a demo into I don't know, like whatever. That's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Anytime I see it, though, I'm kind of like, ah, I'm not super interested. <laughs> Finish it up and get back to me. <laughs> I I don't know much about that phenomenon, but uh, I know that like on on Crack Up, uh, the Fleet Foxes album, there's like actual just like voice memos in the song, in songs like oh, okay. on, on on that like Robin's singing on like on the first song. And like, like, like he sang into a voice memo and that's, that's the version they use on the album. Yeah. It's, it's something like that. Cause you hear him like walking that's up, walking up steps and like singing and just like, and then he like, there's at, at, at like the end of uh, the, the first song, it's like ripped from, I guess, an Instagram post that either he or somebody else made of a school singing a fleet foxes, singing white winter hymnal. Oh, which is, <laughs> which is very interesting awesome (laughs) my my younger brother uh was playing a playlist the uh last week and he had like he's about five years younger than me but it had white winter hymnal on it and i was like it had a couple other songs that i was just like i love this dude like because this is like my freshman year of high school or college yeah playlist exactly to the t but oh but that tidbit about crack up is really interesting because like the production on that album is so good yeah that i love the production on that album and i think it's like really it's very forward thinking there's a there's like a a crazy Mm -hmm. amount of depth there's all this like weird stuff like you hear like these kind of like distorted it's like prog folk yeah you hear like weird distorted drums in the back there's that like he he uses like an, an app from the called like the Bony Bear app or something, which <laughs> he uses some. No, it's it's like the Fleet Foxes app that somebody designed in order to like make <laughs> harmonies. But it sounds it just sounds like Imogen Heap or something. It sounds really weird. I <laughs> it was a song crazy episode. I guess I never like <laughs> read from- about. Oh, OK, yeah, I guess I never really read up on like how they recorded it. I just like when it came out, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was like, I kind of thought they were they were donezo not like as a band but just like being being like cool i guess i don't know that they were ever like cool but like people really like them i, yeah. I really like them i'm yeah it's it's cool that they're like i don't know they're not like a thing from the past i think i think they might have just been too good like they're they're just very good things from crack up like nothing from crack up sounds like anything from the first album yeah and it's you know the development of their sound has just been really really interesting. Where it's like, you know, sometimes like folk can get a little predictable, and I just like really love 
artists like them and you mentioned Bon Iver uh, briefly like a minute ago yeah. but <laughs> what they what they do for like just like pushing folk in in new directions is really cool yeah
All right. So I was looking at, cause I was trying to like read up on silver spring. Cause I only know it as, um, as like the inspiration of, uh, that one Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. Um, which is one of, one of my favorite songs by them, but I was like looking at notable residents and I, there's like a very interesting mix of people who are from there. Yeah. Like, uh, a bunch, a bunch of people, uh, Rebecca sugar, Adam Neely's from there, the like YouTube musician guy. Um, Oh, Ben. God, what's the name of the guy? Uh, the guy who says like Bueller and Ferris Bueller. It's Ben Stein. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went to my high school. Apparently. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm just on, I was just on the Wikipedia page. Um, (laughs) and like in the notable, notable people section. And Talia Zedek, who played around Boston a lot, um, like she went to BU uh, briefly and played around bands in like the 80s and 90s, Word. Um, which is pretty cool. Then <laughs> there's a bunch of random Nora Roberts, the romance novelist who my grandmother really likes. Oh, yeah. I've, I've know her <laughs> font. I know the like font of her <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So, like, who are some of your favorite uh, favorite residents? Um, probably Rebecca Sugar. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Steven Universe, and they went to my high school, and I, I got to meet them uh, at Small Press Expo, this uh, cool, uh, like, like, comics convention that's been going on oh, for, cool. like, I don't, I don't know how long. But uh, they're, they're very cool. They, they seem like a genius they're, the stuff they do is genius. Um, I don't know. I I, I already also mentioned uh, Adam Neely, but I, I like sort of admire his. He has a YouTube channel where he just he's like a professional music musician, and he just talks about like um. He just kind of talks about music and music as like sort of a cultural thing, and as like the like performing it, and like like what it's like to be a a gigging like professional musician which is very interesting because there's like there, there are like people who can like just like be in ensembles like in jazz combos and stuff and just like pick it up and, mm-hmm. and like play and they have this huge like i don't know like reservoir of like standards that they're just ready to go with and then there's like me and other people who are just like we have a band so no no like uh like formal music theory training yeah i I was i was in jazz band and i know some music theory but like i haven't i like i don't know i forgot how oldio goes (laughs) you know like i'm yeah i'm not gonna be able to like (laughs) just very quickly if if someone's like you have to play the diminished fifth i'm gonna be like "Ah, i don't know Mm, yeah (laughs) let me uh let me figure it out it's like uh, well here's the regular fifth and then i go down like half a step <laughs> what is that like i might not be able to uh, let me look at let me look at my core chart hold on I... <laughs> yeah like like i have a i have a good ear but i can't i cannot read music for shit like i'm very slow at that oh yeah uh i mean so when did you start playing music um i started taking violin lessons when i was four i switched to guitar when i was 12 and uh yeah i've been playing that and bass and um some drum lessons when i was 12 and i've been playing drums and 
but uh yeah i i i was in in violin i was doing the uh, suzuki method where it, it's like partially learning by ear but you're supposed to kind of mm-hmm. like switch eventually switch more so to reading music but i was like no nah, i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll just learn everything by ear and so that's basically what i do <laughs> uh nice um so were you in other groups before venturing off to do spring silver uh sure (laughs) i um i right before spring silver i was in a band called aerial view that was kind of like rotating lineup and i was kind of like the the main person at least that wasn't like switching but um there are like i don't know two or three eps out uh, of aerial view there's 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 one song called uh what's it called uh family catalog that got like a, a small amount of traction that was like the last one last song that came out and then like maybe like less than a year later uh it was done and i i like took the remaining songs and started a spring silver as a project nice nice i had a very random note about um <laughs> about i think it was i saw violence where it it felt like uh and i mean this in like the best like the most complimentary way but it felt like an anime song oh word (laughs) like like that you would see over like the the credit sequence of an anime (laughs) like you know how they're they're always like really dramatic yeah yeah but then but then i was rereading the info you sent over and like it like it's a very serious song like the subject matter is very very serious uh do you want to talk about that um yeah sure i uh so i went to university of maryland baltimore county and the um without notifying the students decided to invite melania trump uh onto like a facility onto like the relatively new event center uh to talk with like kids from like the neighboring high school about i guess it was sort of like a dare thing like anti anti anti-drug thing and I joined uh, some fellow students and we went to protest and this, there were a bunch of cops everywhere because, you know, M- Melania Trump was coming to speak. And um, this MAGA, this guy in a MAGA hat came to, came up like, and was like, I want to have a civil debate, like <laughs> at this protest of all places. And then like very shortly after he just punched someone in the nose Jesus. like punched a protester and the cops like couldn't could they couldn't have missed it but uh the umbc chief of police he he, he both said that it was staged and that it, also that it didn't happen like he said both of those things which doesn't quite even make any fucking sense but um it just the whole thing upset me so much that i that that's what the song's about yeah that's uh that's pretty fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah not good so is it more like how frequently do you like run into to MAGA people down like in in Maryland? Because I had when I was in D.C. like a couple months ago, back in September, my friend and I accidentally went to a MAGA bar, which is a story I'll tell after you answer that question. Oh, shit. Um, uh, th- it was awful. They're probably more maggie guys in dc because there are like mm-hmm. young professionals working for like you know maybe like conservative news or like conservative think tanks that sort of thing mm-hmm. um in silver spring probably not so much but um in maryland 
Yeah, there's there's kind of like a. I think Maryland's predominantly blue, but there are like MAGA people, to, just depending on where you go. Not not so much in in Silver Spring, not as much, but uh, yeah, <laughs> there you'll you'll like go and you'll like go to like some uh, I don't know some some like mountain to like go on a hike and on like on on the way there you'll like kind of go out of town and then there are just these huge trump signs in front of these people's houses like these like, like mm. billboard <laughs> almost billboard trump signs and like holy shit <laughs> it's like not super common in boston itself but like as you get out of boston more you'll see and it'll be like kind of isolated because massachusetts is like pretty blue but it's also not as blue as it likes to pretend it is yeah <laughs> um, and uh like l- literally in my hometown which is an hour south of boston two weeks ago my mom and i were in the car behind like this truck that had like a, a neon sign that you could like cu- it had like crawling text that you could like customize your own and it said something about like you know making fun of biden and i was like this is important enough to you that you had to like get a a sign like a crawling text sign for the back of your truck a neon like, a cr- like it, it moves like it's extra it, it's, it's yeah, yeah like the text moves like it starts on the right side but then it moves across so you how does it slowly read the sentence is it like an installation like what <laughs> it's yeah they like fastened it to the back of their <laughs> truck oh my god like it's very extra. I, for a second, I thought it was like those T-shirts that like have the moving like DJ lights or something. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's more like a, a sign with like neon text, and then you can just like program your own sentences in there. Uh, it was silly, but yeah. Anyway, um, the time I went to a maga bar with my friend uh, is we were in DC for a friend's wedding. Um, but we had some time to kill the day before the wedding. And so we went down to the national gallery of art Had a great time. Love doing that. But it was also the same day as there was like a second proud boys thing oh, shit. at the Capitol. Like, well, yeah, but it was like to protest the January 6th, like the fact that people were arrested on January 6th at all, you know, yeah, for like, I, I think, I think I the Capitol. but it, it was like, it was hilarious. Cause like, you know, barely any, like less than a hundred people showed up, but then, um, we, on the way to the gallery, we had passed a bar called Harry's bar. That's my name. And so like on the way back, we were trying to like get some gotta food and we were bar. like, what if we, yeah, what if we go to Harry's bar? Like they gotta, you know, it's gotta be pretty good. It's got my name, but yeah, um, it seemed like a normal, like, you know, kind of like cheap ass sports bar going in. Uh, it's like, yeah, we just like wanted some sandwiches. There's no like defining characteristics. Like it doesn't say like, they don't have like a MAGA sign in the window. Uh, like a you let's know? go Brandon sign. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was pre that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, people from that little mini protest rally that they had came, ended up coming over and like, like coming into the bar because it's like a regular spot for them. And my friend recognized one of the guys because he's been on the daily show like in one of those like segments like they go to like rallies and stuff and like interview <laughs> no shit oh my god 
like crazy. He was like, I've seen that guy on the daily show and like showed me the video later. And it, but the guy he was talking about came in wearing his t-shirt had like the con the text of the constitution overlaid against like a big American flag and, and bald Eagle. <laughs> and then he was wearing a Jason Voorhees, like a hockey mask. Oh my God. Which is like, <laughs> like, yeah, if you like, you obviously are the good guy because you remind me of like, a famous movie serial killer. Wait, so you how, how did you recognize him if he was wearing the Jason? Like, did he did he pull it up? He took it. He took it off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, okay. he came in with it and on, then he, but then it's me. Pulled the it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's me. I was made to look like a fool <laughs> on Comedy Central. <laughs> and is mindy speaking truth to power? Yeah. But yeah, and then then he that guy is like ranting and raving to the whole bar <laughs> about how all like everybody else on the right is like are like chicken shits because no one showed up to this rally and like he's like we're not gonna save save this country with a bunch of chicken shits who don't show up and then he was ranting about how like the vaccine uh like alters your dna and they're like they'll they're trying to mutate your dna and alter your genetic code you know like true like truly like just QAnon <laughs> ranting shit was there a podium there for him to <laughs> no but like ev- no one was complaining yeah no so no one was objecting uh, and then the bartender came over to me and my friend and was like do you guys have you guys heard of antifa oh my god and we we're like we we're just like nope <laughs> i have no idea what that is <laughs> and and he was like well let me tell you something about antifa they're the real bad guys uh, and when I gave us a whole spiel about that and we we're just like it probably won't surprise you to say that this was like the worst like sandwiches we could have gotten in all of DC oh my god no like they're just like bad <laughs> like like my friend's turkey burger was undercooked uh, <laughs> everything about this place was just bad they were, and so they were we were just busy, like let's uh, just fleshing out the conspiracy theories to work yeah, on my them. friend just like put down put down cash and was just like hey keep the change and we like <laughs> just bailed <laughs> and we're like let's get the fuck out of here dc moment anyway yeah truly so that's and then i like googled the place and you know sure enough on yelp if you like read it, a couple of reviews it's like hey look whatever they have a place of their own if if this might not be a place you want to go though <laughs> uh and the important lesson is like especially in like an area that you're more likely to meet those people in the wild just google google things go on yelp read some reviews yeah <laughs> and you'll be okay <laughs> yeah the D- dc dc is a weird place because there's like that faction and like yeah, yeah, it's just like it's a, it's a, it's a it's an odd it's an odd place. Yeah, it is. But I was up in uh Dupont Circle, which is it's it's pretty up there. Yeah, yeah, no there are a lot of there are a lot of like it's it's very uh, a, a lot of like very uh f- fancy spots, like very very fancy spots. Yeah. But you know, it was it was cool. Like I could see myself having like grown up there i guess that's a, I don't know, that's a, like a, an odd way to put how i feel about it it's not somewhere that like i don't think it has based on my interests like a lot to offer me but like definitely like people into politics will find a haven there like all my friends who went to college there were like all wanted to go into like some sort of like 
political or IR related area. Yeah, that's I don't know. <laughs> that's definitely the vibe you get when you're when you're in DC proper. There's a lot of like very ambitious people who are like grinding it out to like get into like working working at think tanks and stuff and like uh it I don't know it it it's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> are you in uh still in Silver Spring now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in a Silver Spring Woodmore. And uh, I mean, so you have a, like a couple shows coming up. Is this like your first batch of shows post pandemic, or did you get some in last year? Yeah, in that in that one like sort of break. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call it a break, but what whatever when <laughs> the CDC deemed people could start, you know, yeah, having fun again or whatever. I don't know. We played some shows in mostly in DC. The the last show before this this upcoming show on march 5th at pie shop was uh at at this uh bookstore for this like a for the zine paper jam called uh, the the zine's called paper jam and uh that was that was a lot of fun we 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 played like a quite a few shows in rather like short succession and that's what uh i'm hoping to happen again and hopefully get more opportunities to more traction this album gets but uh, yeah, I, I I purposefully was like no no more uh, no more shows until the album release show just to like build a pipe. Mm. But you got a, like a write up in Washington Post I saw when I was like looking up stuff about you, which is pretty pretty big. Yeah, it's big that uh that that came out today. It's from a uh, Chris Richards, which is super cool. Yeah, that that came out today, and I'm su- super excited to uh yeah see see if uh, people respond to that. How big is your band? Do you have like a full band playing the stuff? Yeah, uh, in the past it's been a three piece, but now uh, my friend Alex is joining on guitar, so it's going to be a two guitar thing, which is going to be fun. Uh, four piece, which I'm I'm very very excited about. Uh, and so I mean, so you had mentioned that Plead Insanity you have like two versions of. Like, have you found that you when you're performing some of these songs live that they you're kind of developing like new ways of playing them versus how you did it on the album. Um, I guess I have to, because uh, uh, oftentimes I'm not necessarily trying to imitate like a two guitar attack or like a single guitar attack, but um, I, I try to make it sound relatively similar to the, to the album version, which is cool to have like two guitars for, because um, I've, I've, I, it's very rare that a, uh, a spring silver song like has a sort of like one guitar like sort of power trio feel so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'd imagine you want to get like the fullest sound because especially i think especially on like the the three songs from the new album like the guitar tone sounded like just really really big and like it had a really anthemic quality so i'd imagine you'd like having the second guitars there adds a little more to the, like the space of that noise in a live setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to sound huge, which I'm, I'm, ve- I'm very hyped for. Uh, what kind of like gear do you have like guitar and an amp? Um, I have uh, a hot rod deluxe for the, for the amp. And uh, right now I've been using a, a Mustang for, for live shows. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's fun. It's very lightweight, which is cool. Yeah. Like very, it's very easy to play. Um, I have, I have a, rat for distortion that's the main one that i use like some echo pedals this uh, thing called the terra echo which gives it this really like cool swirly sound um and then like just various various other stuff to sort of flesh it out but uh 
Yeah. And besides the, the first three, so the three singles that are out so far, the first three tracks, what are some of the, the other tracks on the album that you're kind of like, oh, I can't wait for, for people to hear this one? Um, well, tomorrow I'm going to be uh, doing a premiere for a track, like right before the album comes out uh, for the song called Oh Christy, which uh, has Jariah and uh, Mr. Goblin on it, on, on vocals. And that, that, that song's very fun. It's like very hype. So that, that's, that's going to be, uh, be sick. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to, to listen to it when it comes out. Yeah, two more days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to wait, but listeners will not. Uh, (laughs) But um, anyway, so that's sort of all the questions and talking points that I had written down. Um, I don't know if like, this is sort of when I just like offer like free talk time to whoever I'm talking to, like if there's anything like on your mind, which is very broad because there's a lot to, (laughs) I feel like there's a lot, you know, the past week. (laughs) There's a lot to dissect this past week. Yeah. 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 but yeah, I mean, you know, you can spitball right now. <laughs> be be kind to each other. <laughs> Hell yes, yeah. And, uh, practice practice empath- empathy, <laughs> please. <laughs> with everyone you meet, lead with love. Yes, is an expression I heard that I really like. Yeah, that is that is very nice. It should be like on the on the foot that you put forward, metaphorically and literally. Yeah, write it on your on your shoes. Yeah. You know, you know, like you're in like high school again and you're defacing <laughs> your Chuck Taylors. Lead with love. <laughs> but yeah, am- amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh check out check out my music. I hope you like it, uh listeners. And uh yeah, uh <laughs> I'm sure you'll leave like links and stuff to uh my social media, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. always fun to hear what people have to say. Yeah, feedback is wonderful. <laughs> even even when it's when it's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it's fun anyway. Uh, yeah <laughs> all right well uh spring silver thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me yeah thank you yeah uh have a good one yeah you too
New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. All right, there you have it. That's my interview with Spring Silver. Uh, go listen to their album, I Can Get Used to This, which came out a couple weeks ago in March. Keep an eye out for their show at O'Brien's Pub in Alston on July 26th. I'll see you there. I'm going to do my best to make it out. Anyway, have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye.